Let's do it. This week on MXPB, we discuss our picks for this year's Game Awards. Plus, Glitch takes us to the end of Fortnite. Don't go away, MXPB starts now. Hello and welcome to the Morning XP Boost, where we're here to give you the experience points you need to level up and get through your week. Glitch, how you doing? I am fantastic. How about you, Tox? Uh, yeah, I am also very good. I'm excited for this week's episode. I'm excited to be back in the swing of things. We've got some momentum after taking Thanksgiving week off, and I'm glad that we didn't just, you know, decide to hibernate for the next three months. Me too. Are you still eating turkey? Yeah, no, I mean, I don't eat turkey, let's be honest. Oh, okay. I eat potatoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still eating pie. I think we finished the pie, which is which is sad. It's that sad time of year between, between excuses to make pie. <laughs> you can never have enough pie. This is true. I agree with that. <laughs> so um, this week, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, history and news. We're going to cover the Fortnite The End event. So what do you say? Should we get to it? So, um, yeah, the history, uh, first item is, is one that I know that you're intimately familiar with. You want to introduce it? Sure thing. In 1997, on December 8th, Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero launched on the Nintendo 64. This was actually my first foray into Mortal Kombat. And nice. uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very different title from the regular Mortal Kombat franchise. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you start off playing as Sub-Zero, and he's kind of, uh, it's kind of almost like a backstory for him. It's a side-scroller, but there's also the elements of uh, those stage battles as well, where you're fighting different characters. Uh, you, you're basically Sub-Zero, and he's learning to unlock his different abilities, such as uh, you know being able to shoot ice from his hands and uh, call up like projectiles uh, ice projectiles from the floor all kinds of stuff like that so you know you're going through these different levels and you're battling against different characters and you're watching out for traps it's very much like a side scroller like a like a metroid like um yeah <laughs> it's a side scroller. That um, sounds awesome. <laughs> that yeah, and that's was, a really different game from the normal Mortal Kombat series, which is uh, typically a fighter where you, I don't know, maybe there's a story. I guess there's usually a story, but the gameplay progresses through just one on one, usually one on one matches, um, straight up, you know, fighting matches in that classic arcade style. So it's interesting that this was your first uh, experience with Mortal Kombat because it's like the outlier in the series. It really is. And I really wish they would do more titles like this. I had such a blast with it. You know, in in a lot of these matches, well, actually all the matches uh, in Mortal Kombat, they're one-on-one, right? Yeah. So being able to use some of these abilities that you have against multiple enemies was so much fun. and. I mean, as you're unlocking more and more uh, of your sub-zero abilities, uh, you know, you can lay waste to like multiple enemies at a time. You become so overpowered as a character that, you know, it's 
it was just a lot of fun to experience that where you're you're battling more normal um you know ninjas and stuff like that and then you end up going against these other characters that also have abilities like smoke and uh reptile uh i even reptile. think you at one point battle raiden so it it was just a blast yeah all those uh mortal Kombat characters are, are pretty colorful uh, but obviously sub-zero is the best i mean <laughs> anytime <laughs> i played a mortal Kombat game i'd play as sub-zero because who doesn't want to shoot ice from your hands and you can freeze people and you can do that ice decoy if people touch it then they freeze and then uh it's just yes. awesome um and, and it's really yeah. great that they give you the backstory about you know how he came to discover these abilities yes so. did you see the mortal Kombat uh movie on hbo i was, I was actually about to ask you the well, same thing uh, the most recent so there's three right there's two from the late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. and then there's like a recent one that was yeah. released on hbo Yep, yeah. I, I actually did, and I think they did an incredible job with it. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I I actually really liked it. It it it. There's so much in there for Mortal Kombat fans, which I yeah. wouldn't say that I'm really a Mortal Kombat fan, but there's so much they they pay homage to to so much in there, and I thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Did, and, you, actually, did you watch it? Yeah, I, I did watch it, and I think they actually did a pretty good job, like you said, incorporating the characters uh, into a new ish story it's to be a real it's the mm-hmm. same story as the other movies which is uh there's a tournament you got to fight to save the earth realm and that's that's pretty much it go and fight but uh i liked i liked all the characters i liked how kind of like you were saying with the rpg or sorry with the mythology sub-zero game uh you got some more backstory like the whole sub-zero scorpion rivalry is it's kind of present in the mythologies game too right oh yeah definitely definitely yeah. he makes several appearances he is he is the gary to your ash <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a much like nicer <laughs> uh rivalry than than these two but yeah yeah and that that's definitely present in the movie too uh so that was kind of cool and i liked how yeah i don't want to give anything away but i, I liked it's, how it's they, intru- they did it yeah yeah, it, and it's it's gory and campy at the same time. They did so they did quite a thing with this. Yeah, and which is another hallmark of the Mortal Kombat games. So was this game uh like how was it on the gore level? Because this was like oh yeah, I, I played the Super Nintendo ones and I played the Nintendo sixty four ones, and I feel like each game there's a jump. It just takes the gore to the next level. Oh yeah, it's it's there. You know, you you freeze somebody. And then you go over and you punch them, and then it explodes in a an explosion of ice bits and blood and guts body and parts. bones <laughs> and body parts. Yep. All so that it's. it's there. <laughs> okay. True to form. Yep. Then that's cool. Yep. What uh, What happened next? This is probably a game that I'm I'm sure you have some experience with. Yeah. So the next one on my list, I just picked a few uh, a few high quality titles that. That I saw for this week in 2006 on December 11th for the GameCube, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess was released. And this was actually so I guess it's not uncommon for Legend of Zelda games to sort of span two systems. It's almost a pattern now. Breath of the Wild spanned the Wii U and the Switch and Twilight Princess was available on the GameCube as well as on the Wii uh, with just some minor Minor differences in controls, because if you can picture a GameCube controller, it's uh, 
well, it's a special controller, like all Nintendo controllers. <laughs> and the Wii introduced the sort of motion controls with the nunchuck and the uh, the other thing, <laughs> the stick that you plug into the nunchuck. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but this uh, this was a great Legend of Zelda game. It's it's a it's one that I think a lot of people have at the top of their list because it is. You know, you have Hyrule Castle, you have Zelda, you have Link, you even have Ganondorf, all the kind of staples in the in the series. But uh, the setting is really quite, quite different. Um, and it does a really good job, too. It brings back another sort of classic trope in the Legend of Zelda series, which is um, sort of flipping between two different worlds. So, you know, in Ocarina of Time, for example, you had the future world and the past world, young Link and old Link. In A Link to the Past, you had the light the light world and the dark world. Um, and in Twilight Princess, you've got sort of the normal realm. I don't know what you call it. And then the Twilight Realm, where, where things are different. Um, May I post a query? Yes. <laughs> so I played the OG original Zelda on uh, Nintendo, you know, with the gold cartridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was my first foray into into Zelda. I watched the TV show uh, in the early 90s, which I thought was pretty fun because it came on, I think, right after the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Awesome. Uh, I'm not that old. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Sergeant Slaughter. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I, I, I didn't play Zelda again until... Uh, Breath of the Wild, and yeah. I mean, I've I went all in on it, and I absolutely loved Breath of the Wild. But I remember when the Wii came out, there was a uh, a Zelda game that launched with it. I think I believe it launched with it, where you yeah. could actually the the big draw was that you could use the Wii um, Wii remotes to like actually pull back on the the bow and arrow. Yep. Was yep. that was that this title? Was that the yeah. title that came with it? Yeah, that, I mean that's definitely a thing in Twilight Princess, and I think the the uh, years match up. I don't know exactly if it was a launch title, but it that's definitely on the Wii, and that was definitely one of the big things, right? Was using the motion controls to aim the arrow, and I think one of the other differences was uh, there's a speaker in the Wii Wiimote, Wii Remote, <laughs> um, and so you get little sound effects like you know the bow snapping back or the da na 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 the treasure chest sound that comes through the Wiimote. Um, I think other differences in controls, you have a few more like secondary abilities available, um, to, on buttons on the Wiimote than you do on the GameCube one. Um, but yeah, I mean, the basic story is oh. you play as Link as usual, and, um, uh, you kind of wander into the forest and find this sort of twilighty sparkling thing and you go in and it's actually a whole other dimension, where uh, the sort of secondary character Midna appears and enlists your help to try and defeat the evil Zant, who has, we later learned, sort of taken the throne of this realm from her and uh, teamed up with Ganondorf. Um, and of course, Ganondorf wants Hyrule Castle, so Zant and Ganondorf are kind of working together <laughs> in this uh, unholy uh, union, and you have to basically defeat them. But one of the cool things is at some point, in the Twilight Realm, Link gets turned into a wolf. And so you actually play oh. as a wolf. And you have you can attack things as a wolf, but obviously you don't have your sword and shield. Uh, you don't have all of your other abilities. Um, 
so that that I think was a really cool aspect of the game and uh, a really interesting feature of being in the Twilight Realm, where oftentimes you played as a little wolf pup. <laughs> well, not a pup, but full on wolf. Um, this is actually the title that I always wanted to play. Do we know if this is on Switch or coming to Switch? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they just remade the Skyward Sword, which was the Wii U Legend of Zelda game that not as many people played because I guess not as many people played the Wii U period. But uh, <laughs> this would be a great remake. I, I think it got a I think it did get a remake on the Wii U, actually, like an HD mm. version. OK, but not I, on the Switch I think yet. this would be a, a solid title to not just remaster, but maybe remake after the next Breath of the Wild comes out. Yeah, I mean, Whenever it is pretty is. original, I think, in as far as Legend of Zelda games go. So, uh, ah, great game. So, that was Twilight Princess in 2006. And uh, the other one I wanted to touch on real quick, because uh, we got a lot of other good stuff, was uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate way, way back in 2018 <laughs> on December 7th for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, that came out this week, and we talked a little bit about Smash Brothers uh, last week or the week before. I forget which one, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Ultimate obviously is the latest entry in the series. You pick characters, you fight each other on a bunch of different interactive stages. There are tons of items. There are tons of characters with unique and non-unique <laughs> move sets, and we got we had talked about the DLC fighters that have been released. The last one was released recently, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. But yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was Peppa Pig. Oh yeah, Peppa Pig. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, I mean, obviously, it's a really fun game. Like, who doesn't want to, uh, you know, queue up Mario versus Luigi, or Link versus Ganondorf, or Sonic versus Mr. Game and Watch? Why not? It's it's solid. This was actually the last DLC for this title too, wasn't it? Uh, I yeah, think. I think they're done with the fighter yeah. passes, season okay. passes, DLC, whatever they're called. <laughs> so, so next up, we have. Uh, I guess we'll be looking forward to the next iteration of this title, maybe in the next two years, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the person who's largely responsible for the franchise is sort of or has stated that he's retiring from making these games, uh, and Ultimate is. I mean, it really lives up to its name. It's got virtually every feature of every previous Smash Brothers game, every character, a whole bunch of new characters, tons of stages, a really um, vibrant sort of competitive online multiplayer scene. So um, 2018, yeah, yeah, I I don't know if we'll be seeing one anytime soon because this is so complete and still available on the Switch, obviously. Like Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, I mean a good competitive game, you don't uh you don't need a sequel every year like like some games. This is true. This is true. Does this yeah. bring us to the news? Only if you want it to. <laughs> Why don't you kick us off? Why don't you kick us off? No Why you. Kick- <laughs> okay. All right, so exciting news this is really exciting uh this is one of my favorite times of the year in the gaming community besides all the new releases that we always have come out around december we also get something else in december 
and that is the Video Game Awards, hosted by the one and only Jeff Keighley. All right. <laughs> yeah, so... Talks, who yes. do we have presenting this year for the Game Awards? Do you, do you want to maybe uh, let us know who a couple presenters are? Give us a peek behind the curtain. Okay, so some presenters... So we have a host, right? Jeff Keighley is the host. This guy has hosted previous Game Awards. Also was the host of Gamescom, which we covered in a previous episode a few months ago. And it ago. was just okay. It was just okay. Well, Gamescom was like, <laughs> I don't know. I've never watched a Game Awards. This will be my first one. So I'm kind of curious to see uh, what what it's like. Because Gamescom had awards. <laughs> uh, we discussed that how those were. And in my opinion, they were kind of artificial. Because they were mostly announcements. Like trailers, uh, world premieres, quote unquote. Um, and more gameplay details of existing games. And that was kind of like you know, basically Trailer City. Uh, and then they tacked on some awards, which was like, eh, the nominees were kind of very limited set of games for the nominees. Uh, but this looks like it actually has, for what I care about most, Nintendo representation. <laughs> I saw some of the nominees <laughs> actually include good Nintendo games. So oh, I'm happy to see that. But uh, yeah, the presenters, uh, in addition to Jeff Keeley, Donald Mustard, the Woo. Epic Games Fortnite guy, Ming-Na Wen, actress, and Giancarlo Esposito of Far Cry fame. Yeah. yeah. And, and so many other movies and, and titles. Of so course. But we only I'm, care about I'm, Far Cry here, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, uh, what's in, very interesting, though, about Giancarlo is he's not only presenting, but he's also nominated for, I believe, Best uh, best. Uh, act, acting role in uh, in a video game for his role. So, uh, I mean, he did a phenomenal job. So, I really hope he walks away with something. Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, I still haven't really played it much, but I watched all the trailers and uh, gameplay previews. Uh, it definitely portrays that like creepy, not creepy. I don't know what was the word. It's like a looming, you know, someone who's yeah. just. With his voice, you can tell that his character has a lot of power and is like just on the verge of like ordering your execution at all times. Oh yeah, I actually uh, I also just got uh, so I'm a I guess I don't know what you would say a member of the Game Awards community, and uh, I received. Oh my, my... that sounds official, <laughs> doesn't it though? <laughs> so I am a member of the Game Awards community, and I received my nominations email. Uh, the other day, and I have to tell you, there are some really great games uh, up for nomination this year. But I will tell you that uh, there are some indie titles. So, Kina Bridge of Spirits is up for for quite a few awards this year. Uh, we've talked about this game a couple times. Talks. It's a real, you know, right fielder, left fielder. I'm not a person who sports, but it's a real <laughs> game that came out of left field. I think is what they say. That's the saying, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's the same. Thanks. And uh, you know, it's a it's an animation studio that decided to create a video game, and they have done a phenomenal job with the story, the animation, the depth. So I really hope they walk away with something. And another game that I saw in there is that it takes two title. Yeah, um, I'm looking at it right now for game of the year. Yeah, uh, there are some other titles, but they're they're from like your bigger companies. I really hope that 
games like Kena Bridge of Spirits and It Takes Two walk away with something because they really had an impact on the gaming community and they've done a really great job uh, of of just you know coming out of left field, like I said. Yeah. So the Game Awards are on December 9th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Do your own time zone math. <laughs> 6 p.m. <laughs> or 7 p.m. Central. I'm not even going to try. I already tried and failed. Uh, <laughs> but I, which I think, what is today? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, you know, if you download this episode in the morning, you will, uh, you'll, that will be before <laughs> the awards show. And maybe you have a chance to vote. Um, if not, then I guess you can sign up. It looks like it, I, I have buttons. I'm on the website. I can sign in to vote. So, okay. Like it's not too exclusive. And then, I think all the nominees are here on the website, including Metroid Dread for Game of the Year. So I'm excited yep. for that. Uh, other Switch games on here, multi, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, best multiplayer and best RPG. Uh, what else? Some cross-platform games. Pokemon Unite, best mobile game. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, most anticipated game. Oh, that'll be an interesting one. <laughs> Mario Party Superstar Games Best Family. There's a lot of Best Family uh, <laughs> Nintendo Switch nominations. Uh, and Shin Megami Tensei Five for Best RPG. So that's exciting. I'm exciting to see. Uh, hopefully, some Nintendo games get some love in the outside of the family game genre. <laughs> they, and they do a great job with these awards too. So it's it's set up a lot like the the Oscars or the Grammys, in which. You know, you'll have presenters, you'll have awards, and then sometimes kind of dispersed throughout, you'll have trailers for things that are coming up. So with Donald Mustard presenting, I have a really good feeling that Fortnite will probably have some kind of announcement. Um, And it may even tie in with uh, Ming-Na Wen presenting as well, because there's a rumor that she will have a skin coming to Fortnite as well in the future. Ooh, maybe they'll have all the Game Awards hosts as skins in Fortnite. (laughs) You know, and then maybe Fortnite some, wins all it, the awards. Hmm. It really wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> hmm. I'm just browsing through the nominations. This is super interesting. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is up for best narrative, along with It Takes Two, Death Loop, Life is Strange, and Psychonauts Two, and a bunch of art direction ones. Do you want to play a game? Glitch? Do you want to build a snowman? Do I want to build a snowman? Let's build a snowman. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, so let's do our picks for game of the year. It looks like there are six nominations. All right. Uh, Death loop. Um, it takes two Metroid dread psychonauts Two, ratchet and clank rift apart and resident evil village. So I think I'm familiar with most, this, most of these games. Uh, death loop. Is that the, that's the one where you're on an Island. We got a whole bunch of trailers for it in the summer and you don't know why you're there and then you basically have to go around and assassinate all these different crime lords essentially yep you're basically okay. live and you're living like the same i think it's like yeah. 12 minutes or something uh over and uh, over yeah. as well yeah yeah okay so yeah you're so there's a couple games that are like that so i actually kind of got them mixed yeah. up in my head which and, well, i don't know if that's my pick for game of the year <laughs> and they all came out around the same time too so all these like you're living 11.5 minutes for yeah you know. trying to yeah. Ca- ca- trying to kind of be rogue roguelike in their yep. uh in their ability okay so then x takes two is a 
is a really popular it's been recommended to me a lot it seems like a really like so you play with another person and it has an interesting uh interesting kind of what do you call it monetary scheme what's the word i'm looking for (laughs) that's an interesting way you could buy the game you buy the game and then you can play you can um basically play with a friend for free or for like five bucks or something like that i think for Uh, free yeah actually so you can the I I wouldn't call this necessarily a monetary scheme. It's uh, it's <laughs> like what's yeah, the word? How do you make? Uh, I I know what you're you're <laughs> looking for, but this is it's one of those games that are finally actually on the right track to, um, the fact that this game, you know, uh, I don't know that this game would be so much for Tox and I because we're not a couple. This game is very very centered on, uh, relationship building between like a a husband and wife or. Uh, whatever your your relationship status would be but it it's um it's really built to to build relationships um uh, the intimate relationships i think and um this game has done a really good job of doing that so if i purchase the game my fiance or wife or, or whatever would not have to also purchase the title they would right. just uh, be given like a an access to to download and then they would just play it for free with me which i think is it's really great yeah, so you buy like a main version and then you can give away the friends pass to someone and you can play together online. And yeah. I want to say it had couch co-op too. I was looking it into it and yep. was impressed. Okay, it does. I was it impressed does. with uh, with that because that, that's what you want. You want a game that you can play with someone and it, yeah. it can be really frustrating when you need two consoles and two copies of the game just to and play then, a game with y- someone. And and not to throw Borderlands three under the bus, but it's the one that comes to mind the most because I'm also recent. I'm playing it right now, yeah. but you know, if I wanted to play this with you, Tox, not only are you going to have to download like buy the base game, but if we want to start delving into all the DLC, you have to buy all the DLC. Otherwise, those maps are not available to you. So, I think we should play It Takes Two. I'm not. I'm not afraid to explore where this relationship goes. <laughs> Let's make it weird. Let's, Let's go. Th- We're totally going to go there. <laughs> uh, so it takes two Deathloop Metroid Dread, which of course we did a whole episode on. Uh, oh, yeah. And obviously I love it. Uh, you know, these are all very different games, right? Like mm-hmm. Metroid Dread is like, um, so maybe Ratchet and Clank comes close, but like, I mean, the Metroid franchise is legendary you know sort of fundamental to to gaming in general right it's a whole genre named after it of games it kind of started that whole thing and this is sort of the pinnacle i think of that metroidvania genre um on the nintendo switch with a modern you know all the modern bells and whistles but still staying true to that uh style of gameplay and it's got such a you know beloved character in the form of samus and uh it looks beautiful. I mean, I don't know. This this is probably going to be my favorite. All right. But so <laughs> that's maybe predictable. So let's specify what is going to be your pick for game of the year. So I mean, as hard as I haven't played all of these, my heart goes to Metroid Dread. I mean, that's pretty clear, I think. It is a solid uh, title. It takes two is I think a close second for me or maybe Ratchet and Clank. I don't do the scary. So Resident Evil Village, I'm not, I, I don't know. Maybe it has an amazing story, but it doesn't really do it for me. Psychonauts 2 looks cool. I just don't really know anything about it. And Deathloop, like, 
I mean, I I would like to see something more original. It's cool the time looping aspect, but also it is something that I think exists in a lot of games now. And I I don't know, it just doesn't impress me <laughs> for what understandable. It's worth. Uh, what about you? I think you know. So I'm going to base this on a couple different things. For me, this game is a game that has is I would say it's genre defining. It has made beneficial changes to the gaming community. It, I like yeah. the build-up. I'm trying to guess which one it is. Uh, <laughs> beneficial changes to the gaming community. Any number of these can be they, genre They really are, yeah. Way, that, I mean, yeah. Um, genre defining. And uh, I think it adds a level of cooperative play that we have not seen uh, in gaming okay, that thus far. So... My pick okay. is going to be It Takes Two. Bold. I like it. I mean, it really... I, 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 I respect that pick because, like you said, it is sort of an... It's a new thing, and I think it's a very positive thing. And from what I understand, the story is pretty emotional and pretty compelling. And play with a friend, especially, like, in 2020 and <laughs> 2021, like, that, those kind of connections, I think, are really important to reinforce versus like yeah kill a bunch of zombies <laughs> kill a bunch of other things you know fight robots as cool as it may look I, uh, okay no cool. i would i would agree with you so for me my second would be metroid dread i think they did really? a phenomenal job yeah yeah uh i've watched lots of gameplay footage of it and i can see why it's such a popular title they did an incredible job with really bringing platforming back to the the forefront it's beautiful <laughs> i guess out of these games so that's the other thing too i mean where i'm gonna out myself as not really knowing the call of duty franchise but isn't the call of duty shouldn't that be in here somewhere uh i don't think so no, no it's too, new, uh, too recent yep uh well okay. not even that i the the games like you you just said these games are pretty much genre defining they've they've each done something that really made them stand out as nominees for game of the year. Uh, Call of Duty is, uh, people, you know, I don't know who all of our listener base is and they might hate me for this, but (laughs) it's a reskin every single year. It's, it's a, it's, it's Madden 04, 05, 06, 07. Incremental updates, right? It really is. Yeah. And, you know, if they added an element that was truly genre defining, it would be on this list, but it's not. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's see if our game of the year predictions come true. I guess we've got a good, we've got a one third chance of one of us being right. Is there one for works. for art there, Tox? Is there like best art? So yeah, let's talk about uh, some other of the categories and let's talk about the art one, right? The best art direction. Are you looking at the list of nominees? So I've got Deathloop and Ratchet and Clank and Psychonauts 2, which we had in the best game of the year as well mm-hmm. as kina bridge of spirits which i think you were mentioning <laughs> earlier and the artful escape i haven't heard of that one i have to look it up so the fact that kina bridge of spirits is from a uh company that is not a video game developer that it's from a uh, animation company the fact that they were able to put a story together create characters that you care about um and those cute little fluff balls i mean they could have easily priced this $60, $60 and done DLC for $80, $90, $100. Um, 
but they didn't. They priced it reasonably, and I think uh, not only based on the pricing, of course, but the <laughs> fact that best that it, value that should be <laughs> best in value. It should be an option, right? It should be, but it's a beautiful title, and I think that it would it it deserves that. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think I agree. Um, I think you know. So the voting in this. Since you are on the inside of this process, maybe you can shed some light. Um, looks like, you know, the uh, viewers, the gamers, the masses, the proletariat themselves can <laughs> sign in to vote. Yes. Uh, and so, so basically anyone can cast like a, probably a single vote for each category. Is that how it works? Yes, that's correct. And then uh, the voting will stop. Actually, I believe it's today by this evening so you only have Uh either until today or tomorrow to cast your votes and then the final decision will be made on the winners they have to spend all that time hand counting and recounting all the votes oh you know it good thing it's not digital i mean yeah uh so okay so i'm gonna try to do that our listeners hopefully have done that already otherwise sorry try it again next year that's right but um Okay, so because for that reason, I might go with Ratchet and Clank or Rift okay. Apart. Yeah, because I think it has, I think it's more recognizable. And so, like, if a bunch of people, who, a bunch of gamers are voting, you know, Kina might be the sort of I don't know what you'd call it, the industry pick. But uh, Ratchet and Clank looks looks beautiful. I mean, I've only watched the previews for uh, Rift Apart, but I've been playing through the previous version, and even the previous version looks amazing. Um, and I think just between the characters, the character design in Ratchet and Clank as a whole, and the colors, and just the whole those action sequences, they're just so epic. Um, and I think the brand recognition and popularity, and it's a it's, it was a PS5 launch title. Uh, launch title? Close to launch title. Not mm-hmm. quite launch title, but <laughs> one of the few PS5 exclusives, right? So it's it's a big one. It's a heavyweight. Oh, yeah, definitely. They did an incredible job with the art and animation, as well as the music, I think, with that title, too. So um, if it ends up winning, I could... I could def- that's that's pr- honestly probably my second pick. Kena would be first uh, with Ratchet okay. & Clank. Rift Apart is the second. All right, I got to write these down. So we got <laughs> Kina for best art. Kina, Ratchet, and Clank. So best art was Kina from Glitch and Ratchet and Clank from Tox. All right. Great. What other categories do we have? So best score and music. Mm-hmm. This is, I like, oh, okay. We got to talk about this one. <laughs> All because, right, let's do it. <laughs> I, this one's hard. I mean, it would be great if we could play music without uh, having the feds descend little, on us, repel from helicopters, and break our windows and take us to jail. Are you afraid uh, of a little DMCA strike, Tox? I mean, <laughs> I would be honored if we got DMCA'd, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe we should just try it. But, uh, I mean, I guess a couple of games on this uh, stood out to me. So, The Artful Escape... Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant, version 1.224. Mind, we going to try to say all those numbers. <laughs> so, so Near Automata, basically that kind of series. Guardians, Deathloop, Cyberpunk, Artful Escape. Uh, your thoughts? 
so uh, I actually just uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was on sale for like 73% off on the yeah. PlayStation store here the other day. So I picked that up. Uh, I loaded nice. it in and I played probably about an hour or so. And I would say that the soundtrack is it's it's actually really good. Uh, nice. <laughs> like surprisingly nice. so. Uh, but I would have to say, while that's that is not going to be my main pick, I have watched gameplay footage of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on, you know Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. The, the music <laughs> is so synonymous with that particular title that uh, they did a great job with their sound selection. I have to go with yeah with that with that title. Eighties rock and hair metal, oh, and yeah. I think well, it's interesting. So the category says for outstanding music including score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. Yeah. So it does seem kind of like a, you know, cop-out that you could just play a bunch <laughs> of 80s songs that people are nostalgic for and uh, get the best scored music. But I will say that having played Guardians of the Galaxy, I'll talk about it a little bit more perhaps next week. Uh, when you are in the battle, like a, like a heated battle, and that music kicks in <laughs> and it's, you know... 80s hair metal music or it's you know uh gosh what are some of the songs even you know it's a wham song <laughs> wake me up before you go go whatever wham. it is that kicks in <laughs> uh it it is it it really changes the experience and it yeah. really gets at least to me i love music i'm a music guy so like it really gets into my bones and it really amplifies the game which i think is what a good score should do regardless of you know if it's licensed music or original I would say Cyberpunk 2077 for original score, but uh, you know, since okay. they've grouped it all together for licensed soundtrack, I would have to go with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. They did an incredible job with their selection there, and when the music yeah. keys in too, like you were saying, as soon as you get into that battle and they start playing, <laughs> start playing those songs, you really get into it. Yeah. I'll just tippy typing, typing this down for the record so we can see how, how we did maybe have a little, little competition. We should do that. We should do like a bracket. We'll do a couple. We'll give it take forever to go through all of them. But maybe we should just write down our picks for all of them offline and then see how we do uh, next week. (laughs) There's so many nomination uh, selections though. That's why I thought maybe we should only pick a few. There's something like, what is it? 52 different. uh, I think it's 52. No, 30. I don't know. I'm just clicking through. But the next one is best audio design. So it's like, how do you differentiate that? And Guardians is not on here. So it's like, okay, whatever. Uh, (laughs) This might be more fully work. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is homework. This is your homework. This is our homework. My homework. So I bet you weren't expecting homework. Oh, (laughs) I'm ready. Uh, great. Okay. Well, that's great. I think we should leave it there for the game awards. Let's check in next week and see, uh, I, I want to do more picks. We could just do the few that we did, but I really, I really want to take you on, take you through the gauntlet in this game awards picks thing. We'll do it. Um, and, and not only that, I will, uh, I'll go through and I'll put it on a sheet and then I will post my, um, I will post my, my thoughts on my glitch account on twi- twitter i'll post nice. uh, i'll post a okay. little screenshot of my uh my selections your picks for, homework. for the game of the year yeah. and other categories yeah nice awesome hey so uh 
that was kind of news, I guess. But there was uh, another kind of fun news thing I, I wanted to uh, to to uh, point out that I saw on Nintendo Life, <laughs> and I, I think we talked about this earlier. Uh, you know, Nintendo has been doing all these sort of celebrity promotions for stuff. Um, there's different celebrities, uh, you know, playing games on commercials and stuff. The one that I saw was Christina Aguilera, uh, and she's playing the Switch. You know, I think the title of the the commercial is My Way. And I loved it because she's playing the Switch, and you're like, okay, whatever. She probably doesn't actually play the Switch, but it looks like she's having fun in this commercial. Um, but she's playing with, like, friends and family, like, as a way to, to like, connect. And they're like, oh, the Switch is great. You can take it wherever and play with whoever. But I love the fact that um, she's, like, FaceTiming the person she's playing with. Like, they don't even dance around the fact that, uh, yeah, there there's virtually no audio chat support <laughs> on the Switch. Um, so I just like that. And also Neil Patrick Harris and Jessica Alba have been playing other celebrities playing games like Mario Golf and Big Brain Academy. Um, and apparently Christina's daughter got to play Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is coming out in January, oh. a game that hasn't been released yet um, as part of that whole deal. So I'm jealous. I wish I was her daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So any other news items uh, you want to? throw at us before we call it a day uh the last thing was uh we had the Fortnite end event uh so we yeah just a little just a little thing (laughs) so we rolled over from chapter two season eight into chapter three and we're now using the unreal engine five so we're the Fortnite. so that's a thing so like did you get any clarification like every everything switch into that uh yeah it all switched over actually the uh it's it's been pretty helpful for mobile it's actually improved graphic performance there were some hiccups shortly after it came back up uh we thought everyone was thinking yeah. that there was going to be a a multiple day uh kind of black hole type event instead it was a drifting event where you were stuck on a log for a little <laughs> while uh but it actually ended up only lasting until the following morning at 10 a.m. They brought the servers back up and uh, things are running well now. Mobile was struggling. Nintendo Switch was struggling, but they've they've patched those issues. Okay. Yeah, I'm, inter- I'm curious to go and try that, especially on the Switch and see um, if it's better than, than what I remember. Uh, cool. I think so I'll notice was- an improvement for sure. For sure. Okay, cool. So how was the event itself? I just caught a little bit, bits and pieces of a, of a replay, but it looked pretty epic. Yeah, uh, they did an incredible job with the event. Uh, we had a little unveiling. Uh, the Foundation rescued Jonesy, who was imprisoned by Agent Sloan in the IO. Okay. And uh, the moment that the Foundation rescued Jonesy, he... Uh, he lifted his mask, and we were able to see that the foundation was, in fact, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So, Dwayne Johnson is actually the uh, the secret skin for this current season, or chapter, rather, chapter uh, and season of Fortnite. Secret uh, is that, that level 100 skin, or...? That's going to be the post-level 100 skin. Level 100 is oh actually Spider-Man. Oh my gosh! Dang it, Fortnite! Uh, why you make me? Want I to know, play, right? Man? <laughs> uh, and and in addition to getting Spider-Man in the battle pass, they've also included a mythic 
which is Spider-Man's web shooters or web, web slingers. And uh, the entire gaming community right now is praising Epic for their uh, inclusion of the web slingers in the game. They okay. say it's a better mechanic than the one in uh, the that Marvel title that's out right now, whatever it's called. The one that's not doing so hot. The one, oh, the Avengers? Or... Yeah, Marvel Avengers. So Spider-Man came to Marvel Avengers. Yeah, right. And apparently he has web-slinging abilities in that, but it is it is not good. They are comparing Fortnite's web-slinging action to that of the actual PlayStation titles, nice. uh, Spider-Man and uh, Miles Morales. Nice. So they did a really good job of implementing that. All right, I guess I'm going to be playing some Fortnite. Oh, man. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I don't even want to know how many levels it takes to get the rock, but that's awesome. I love the rock. Right? Yeah. Wow, man. You really buried that lead. (laughs) (laughs) I obviously had no idea. (laughs) Everyone will have to catch uh, Tox and I streaming as we try to unlock that Spider-Man skin. Oh, yeah. Do we still stream? I forgot about streaming. (laughs) I think it's a thing I still do sometimes. Oh, okay. Great. Tune in for that. Uh, but for now, I think uh, that wraps up our episode of the Morning XP Boost. I, I picked that sting at random. I didn't realize it was the, the longer one. So anyways, um, yeah, I hope, I hope you all enjoyed that episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. As always, we'll be back next week with our the results of our Game of the Year and other category Game Awards picks. We'll see who wins the contest. I'm excited. I don't think we've ever really had an opportunity to compete before. But... No. All this right. will be exciting. Bring it on, buddy. Uh, let's go. Let's go. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll have some more information about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as I'm playing through that. So I'd love to talk about that. And um, I think that's it for this week. Any parting words, Glitch? Words of advice or perhaps motivational inspirational words to get us through the rest of the week along with our experience points i have exactly what you're looking for tox are you ready i'm ready it's life-changing gimme goodbye everybody (laughs) 